<clears throat> uh, thank you, Sister Ashuni, for reading the scripture for us. I hope all of you are able to hear my voice. Yeah, okay, I'm checking my audio system. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I uh, request your attention for the next 25, 30 minutes as we are going to look into God's word uh, today, what is in store for us today, this important passage, very but very powerful message, I believe God is going to touch and speak to each one of us this morning. A few years ago, uh, there was a huge, you know, advertisement in all the leading newspapers in Delhi. You know, I said the purest milk has arrived in the city. Uh, this new company claimed, you know, they will deliver the fresh milk every day at your doorstep every morning, early morning. You know, they said, uh, this is going to be the purest and cleanest and, uh, you know, fresh, uh, freshly extracted milk. To substantiate their claim, the company also provided some testing, you know, kits. Uh, through a simple process, we can check the quality of the milk at home. So that was the basic idea. And, you know, now they are a very leading brand because people believed they are supplying pure milk. You know, you may come across some, you know, companies selling pure ghee. You know, you all aspire before we take a, a bottle of ghee, when you go to the market or, uh, you know, store, you look for pure ghee. You know, everyone claims pure ghee. And also there are pure honey, uh, they claim, the companies. <clears throat> but recently, in the last month, uh, last year, I think, there was a, a lab independent laboratory did an investigation, and they came up with the findings most of the honey brands, we find it in the market are fake, not fake. They are adulterated, not adulterated. To some extent, they're artificial honey. You know, it's not pure. It was very, you know, shocking report to many of us. <clears throat> Even the purest form of gold biscuit, you know, has a marking. You know what it says? It is 99.99% pure. You know, there's no purity in this world. <clears throat> Even the so-called purified water we drink uh, and even the air that we breathe, all are polluted and contaminated. You know, we all know about it. So today we are going to look at this uh, passage. The title of this message is called to purity, uh, which is based on 2 Timothy chapter 2, 22 to 26. Uh, we have seen this so far, uh, the Second Timothy chapter 1 and chapter 2. And this is a very personal letter uh, uh, written to Timothy by Apostle Paul. He's encouraging him as he saw a great potential in Timothy to carry on the ministry of the gospel. He was much, very much impressed about Timothy's sincerity and devotion. He, he goes to this extent, he calls him my true son in faith. And he encourages Timothy to continue in faithfulness in serving God and his people. Paul was a living example before Timothy and his own life was an example follow, to follow. In this letter, Apostle Paul is touching upon some of the very important characteristics of the one who has been called by God to be a witness in this world. If you and me believe we've been called by our God to be a witness in this world, the message is for us, for each one of us. It's for me as well as for you all. Uh, during the previous Sundays, we have been meditating on the topics such as call to be holy, trustworthy, endurance, 
faithful worker, etc. And today we will study the topic, as I said, call to purity. Our God who created you and me has set the benchmark very high. You know, one of the expectations from us is to be pure. Is it possible to keep ourselves pure in this corrupted world? You know, is it possible to live a pure life in this impure surroundings? Uh, I'm sure, you know, we don't have to hear a sermon on the importance of being pure or how to lead a life of purity because we all know what corrupts us, you know, how we can keep ourselves pure. And we know that it, it is very, very difficult, humanly difficult to reach the level of purity as mentioned in the scripture. But one thing we can definitely do today is to reflect upon those aspects which can help us to come closer to the standard of standards set by God and to improve upon it so that we can grow in our spiritual maturity. That is the expectations God expects from each one of us. We have to grow in our spiritual maturity. In the book of Philippians, Paul instructs, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's a continuous process. It's a progressive and constant effort. That's what we are here for. How we can understand from the scripture, how we can improve our purity and attain that standard set by God. So from the given passage, I would like to pick up three areas of our life which are vulnerable to get corrupted. So I'm going to divide this topic into three subtopics as we have seen in the KO. It is number one, purity of heart. Second one, purity of mind. The third one, purity of action. It's very simple, looks very simple. And let us move forward. Purity of heart. Verse 22 says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Out of a pure heart. Heart is the main repository of all virtues, whether good or bad. You know, as the saying goes, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. You know, you have heard about it. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. How God, uh, how heart gets this prominent position. You know, we have all organs in the body handle some vital functions like eyes give sight, nose gives smell. And there are many hidden organs like kidney, liver, intestine. All of them are, them are you know, doing the very specific functions. But heart is defined, has also a defined function such as purification of our blood, regulating the blood supply in the body. Also, the heart is connected to the emotional and sentimental reaction of a human being. You agree to that, you know? And the many movies are made on titles like uh, Dil Mange Mor. You know, it's talking about Dil. And also, Firbi Dil Hai Hindustani. This is only two things I came to my mind because if you look, there are about 10, 15, maybe more than movies made only, you know, with a title connected to Dil, that is heart. Therefore, heart plays a very important role, which is central and indis indispensable, not only biologically, but also figuratively. 
at a biological level, all thoughts and emotions are produced in the brain, which forms mind. And emotions are closely connected to heart as reflexes uh, like heart rate, sweat, palpitations, breathing, breathing etc. All correlated with our emotions. You know, with all this, the heart functions in certain way when we go through this, you know, very different emotional upheavals. You know, when many, many years ago, when I was about to go and see my wife, you know, Florence, for the first time, you know, my heart rate was, I don't know, it would have crossed uh, permissible uh, limits. You know, there were palpitations, heart rate. Uh, I know the, our heart reacts to our emotions and sentiments. Therefore, Apostle Paul says here, keeping our hearts is very, very important. Uh, keeping our hearts pure is one of the very important aspect as we see today. But it is very, very difficult as we all fallen human beings are living in this fallen world. We need to depend on God in our daily walk of life and walk closely with him to maintain purity in our hearts. It's a constant effort, as I said. As also, I quoted uh, uh, Apostle Paul's Philippian uh, verse. You know, we have to constantly, you know, work on our salvation. It's a continuous process. Jesus Christ in his Sermon on the Mount tells us, Blessed are the pure in heart, they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, they will see God. Matthew 5, 8. So that is ultimate. If you are able to see God, you know, that is ultimate anyone can achieve in this world. If you are pure in heart, we can come closer to him and see him working in our lives. Now, coming to the practical aspect of attaining purity, how we can keep our heart pure. In verse 22, Apostle Paul is giving two clear instructions. If you go back to verse 22, there are two clear instructions he's given, he's giving here, which is number one, flee. Second one is pursue. You know, he says, flee from the evil desires of youth. The scripture talks about, you know, various sins, various you know, temptations that we should face head on and should come out successfully. But there are, you know, some sins, the scripture wants us to flee. Flee means run, don't look back. These are obvious sins related to sexual immorality. The verse says, flee from the evil, evil desires of youth. I think Paul is not talking about the youth here. It's not talking about the age, but he's talking about the desires of youth, evil desires of youth. What does it mean? These kinds of desires can come to even those who are older. You know, you're talking about the desires. Sometimes what does it, uh, you know, there are desires which can trap a man into a sinful bondage irrespective of their age. You know, Joseph in the Old Testament, he faced temptation from Potiphar's wife. What did he do? He ran away from the spot. So when we come across these evil desires, the scripture says, Paul is advising Timothy, you must flee from that, such desires. But where to run? If you're running from somewhere, you have to reach somewhere else. You know, the verse talking about run towards righteousness, faith, love, and peace. <clears throat> is it that easy to follow this instruction? Is it that easy, my dear brothers and sisters? You know, it's, it, it is very easy to say flee from evil desires and move towards, go towards 
righteousness, faith, love and peace. If it is very easy, you know, every one of us will be very perfect. You know, it is very, very difficult. But Paul is giving some answers in the same verse, verse 22. <clears throat> if you see, you know, you, there are some people who are going to help us in doing this running, you know, to help us in this race. Verse 22 says, along with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. You have to move along with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. Who are those, you know, he's talking about? Those are the ones who have already put their faith on the Lord and are successful to some extent in their pursuit of purity. <clears throat> there are some uh, spiritual seniors whom we can call, uh, you know, as mentors, you know, who are spiritually mature than us, who have kept model an example before us, you know, we seek their help. That is how we'll be able to run away from evil desires and move towards righteousness, faith, love and peace. I'm sure all of us, you have someone whom you look up to, whom you can reach out to, asking for spiritual help, asking for prayer support. Paul is telling Timothy, my son, please look around. You will find some genuine believers with pure heart and carry on your spiritual journey with them in pursuing righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Paul is the spiritual mentor to Timothy, and he sets an example before Timothy to follow. The model he presents is mentioned in Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. I endured everything for the sake of the elect. I endured everything for the, select of, uh, for the sake of the elect. <clears throat> that is the model <clears throat> Apostle Paul is presenting not only to, to Timothy, to, to all of us. We all struggle in our spiritual journey as it is very difficult to flee from the evil and to run towards purity. That is where the local, the role of the local church comes, comes into play. The believing brothers and sisters in the local church can provide the required support to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Please note chapter, uh, the, the same chapter, verse 22, which says, along with those, you know. Therefore, the fellowship is very, very important, which will keep us, help us to flee from all these uh, evil desires and pursue towards purity. The writer of the Hebrew explains about this race from his point of view as, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. My dear brothers and sisters, very important message we have today, this morning, is we have to pursue towards that purity, purity of heart, and flee from evil desires. And for, to achieve that, we have excellent teachings in front of us through the scripture. And also there are men and women before us who are models. Take their help hold their hands, take this run, because we, we can't do it alone. We need each other in support. So we believe that each one of us take the help which are available and run this race successfully, because it's a constant process, as I said. We work out our salvation on a day-to-day -day basis. Now we'll go to the second point, purity in mind, verse 23 and 24. 
Uh, next important area we should keep it free of impurity is the mind. You know, many religious gurus and teachers have come up uh, with various theories on how to control one's mind. You know, and there are thousands of book, books written on the subject. This is a very the billion dollar industry. You know, you can go to any bookshop, you will see to that section, hundreds of theories floating around, you know, books written by well-known authors. The yoga, meditation classes, you know, centers, they conduct classes on how to control and overcome your mind. There is a specialized study called a theory of mind, T-O-M, you know, which analyzes the functioning of mind. The topics covered under this are uh, psychometric, neuroscience, behavioral psychology. And this list goes on. This is a very, very specialized field by itself. But is keeping our mind pure, is that difficult and complicated? If our heart harbors and originate the emo human emotions, it is our mind which processes it. I will repeat, if our heart harbors originate the human emotions, it is our mind which process these you know, emotions. The mind plays a very important role in giving a shape to the emotions, the feelings which emanate from the heart. Look at uh, verse 23 and 24. Uh, uh, this, uh, we can understand the biblical perspective on controlling the mind. You know, verse 23 says, do not have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. <clears throat> controlling our mind is very important as we face definitely with a lot of foolish and stupid arguments in our day-to-day -day life. When we lose our mind, we end up in quarrels quarreling, arguing, and being resentful or some of the reflex of an agitated mind. Paul tells Timothy to be of sober mind and avoid conflicts. Evil thoughts end up in evil deeds. You know, <clears throat> if you uh, read uh, the criminal law, uh, there are two, three aspects uh, to uh, determine a crime, you know. Uh, the first the, is uh, the, uh, the Latin word, it's called mens rea, mens rea, M-E-N-S-R-E-A. Mens rea is a mental state, the mental status which processes to commit a crime. You know, this, it, that comes into the actus reus, that is <clears throat> about, it comes into an act itself, mens rea, actus reus, and the commission of the crimes. Three elements have to be there to <clears throat> establish a crime in the court of law. So mensria, the mental status is very, very important. Paul is saying you have to be very, very careful in protecting your mind from getting impure. You know, there are some do's and don'ts in verse 24 Paul gives here. He must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everyone. Don't be a quarrelsome man and be kind to everyone. This is a very potential area of sin in a believer's life you know, uh, uh, which is this destiny's existence in mind and others of seldom see it because I don't know what is in your mind. <clears throat> we have heard, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> we have heard, you know, many spiritual giants falling from faith because they entertain this kind of, you know, the mental uh, 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 feeling, you know, in their mind, in their private life. And 
otherwise you know they are able to portray a good behavior therefore the sinful mind is very very dangerous which can come out in open at any point of time pride for an example is also a sin, sin, a sin, a sin of the mind the pride in mind will control our actions in certain way which can lead us into sin and so is lust suspicion and even a discouragement uh, this all this all are sins of mind having purity in mind is one of the biggest challenges in believers life we all struggle in this area what are some of the practical steps we can take to protect our mind from getting corrupted think about some of the practical steps we can you know do it can we control our time that we spend on social media watch good programs on tv and internet which can also help read good some good christian literature you know which will help us to grow spiritually and edify our faith there is no shortage for such contents online you know we can have a free access to some of the best resources available above all it's very important spend more time quality time in presence of god in prayer and reflection which can do wonders if you want to control your mind spend more time the presence of god in prayer and reflection submitting ourselves the science behind yoga meditation teaches about emptying our mind you know that's what they say release all your feelings empty your mind you will attain nirvana but the scripture talks about you know filling our mind filling our mind let us see what apostle paul writes to philippian church finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things philippians 4:8 so our scripture says fill these things in your mind don't empty your mind fill this virtues in your mind think about those things you'll be able to keep our mind pure it is not going to be easy it's not going to be easy for me personally speaking i confess it's very difficult for me to keep my heart and mind pure so is the case with all of you but with god's help you know we'll be able to move towards attaining purity final point i would like to make here is purity in action it's taken from verse 25 and 26 when we have pure heart and pure mind our action will be automatically pure verse 25 says opponents must be gently instructed you know 25 and 26 let me read those who oppose him he must gently instruct in the hope that god will grant them repentance leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will so when you have this pure heart and pure mind which will automatically our actions will also become pure you know we have to gently instruct our opponents you know we'll try to pick up how we how it, it can be related to our purity of action from this two verse apostle paul is giving an important message to timothy here you know just imagine the kind of uh, situation they were living in apostle paul and he's in the process of handing over the ministry to timothy 
and uh, apostle paul himself he faced severe opposition and he, many times he faced uh, very dangerous situations and he was beaten up severely for the sake of gospel there was a widespread opposition to the ministry of the gospel uh, and also for paul in the whole region and he was worn out and he's gone weary he's at the fag end of his you know uh, the ministry but he was at the same time very cheerful felt accomplished to see a younger brother yeah the the younger son being getting ready for, to take up the ministry responsibility so he's mentioning in this letter you know he paul understood the importance of being patient and suffering for the lord in order to spread the good news we are in a similar situation even now you know we face hurdles and difficulties too there are a lot of oppositions and people can draw us into stupid arguments and quarrels a servant of god we should not only overcome criticism but also not to give into their trap you know uh, there was a video clip uh, got circulated last month it happened in coimbatore uh, a pastor a small uh, group of uh, uh, people were worshiping in a place on a sunday morning uh, in a, you know a sub- suburbs of uh, the ch- uh, the city suddenly 50 20 people come and barged into the hall and they remove everything they start creating a havoc you know pulling the pastors out and started arguing with them do you have a permission to meet here like this and pastor is saying no i we can meet in a close environment you know we are free to worship but those people are in a very serious mood to attack them or harm them physically but look at you know it was i was amazed to see the pastors you know response to that he was always putting a smile on his face and trying to explain to them not and also not giving him giving in to their argument he was telling that india is a free country we are doing what we are doing is we are in a closed environment it's a closed room it's a hall we can worship our lord what stops you show me the order show me the copy of the order you have you may have you know which prohib- prohibits us to worship you know the attitude is very important how we are handling such a situation you know there are uh, the servants of god should not overcome the criticism but also not to give in to their trap so we have to go one step forward to be gentle in our reasoning and in our instruction as the pastor that pastor i don't remember his name but he was so gentle in his reaction you know be gentle is the key word here in this passage which reflects our pure action the motivating factor of being gentle and pure behavior is to have verse 25 says hope that god will grant them repentance leading them to a knowledge of truth this is the hope we have you know if we have this hope we will be loving to the other people you know our response will be very positive gentle we must remember that we are the stakeholders in the great commission given in matthew chapter 28 do we have burden for those out there who do not have the knowledge of the truth which is mentioned in chapter uh, the same chapter verse 25 do they have knowledge of truth i'm going to read two uh, chap- uh, verses again from philippians and uh, another one from peter which will talk about our responsibility towards this uh, paul writes in philippian to the philippian church in Philipp- chapter 4 5 and 7 let your gentleness be evident to all the lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in everything 
by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will god your hearts and your minds in christ jesus the second the next verse goes on like this but in your hearts revere god christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness and respect let me read it again but in your hearts revere christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who ask you to give the reason for the hope you, that you have but do this with gentleness and respect our action has to be pure in order to be gentle and respect in conclusion as we close i want to draw you uh, to an incident uh, narrated in a new, new testament it is captured by uh, three so matthew mark and luke uh, when an it is about an expert of law who came to jesus christ and he's asking which is the greatest commandment of the law jesus replied love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind when we follow the first commandment you know this you continue to say the second is love your neighbor as yourself when we follow the first commandment that is loving our lord with all our heart all our soul and all our mind the second commandment love your neighbor as yourself will come very naturally when we have the love for the lord and for the people around we are able to keep our hearts minds and our actions pure god has called each one of us to purity my dear brothers and sisters can we submit to him this morning by placing all our weaknesses and iniquities seeking his strength to flee from the evil and pursue righteousness as i said it's not going to be easy for each one of us but we have great men of god great women of god along with us who run this race along with us helping us when we fall down they will be able to pick us up please reach out to people have fellowship with one another god is going to do great and amazing things in your life and that amazing blessings will spread across to the people so that your actions will be pure your heart will be pure your mind will be pure let us pray and come at this time in god's hand let's pray gracious heavenly father we praise and thank you lord thank you for this wonderful time you have given to us lord you command us to be pure before you but at times lord we fail in our human nature we don't rise up to the occasion lord we don't meet the standard which is set in the scripture but at the same time we confess our sins when we confess our sins you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins oh master at this time we submit ourselves as we are make us pure make our hearts pure and our minds pure and our actions pure so that we will have this burden of reaching out to the people who are with us who are around us with confidence of winning them for you thank you for hearing our prayer thank you for speaking to us can you to be with us as we move into the world help us to consciously take decision to grow in maturity work out our salvation on a day to day basis so that we'll come closer to you we'll know you in a very special way in the coming weeks lord in jesus name we pray amen
can we receive benediction may the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all amen